You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, kids' playroom, or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air. For over 20 years, the Easy Breathe Ventilation System exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own Easy Breathe Ventilation System. You can get it installed, or DIY kits are available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com and receive 20% off today. All right, I got shows coming up, people, and I really want to see you there. So let me give you some specifics so you can get tickets and make plans. October 14th to October 16th, I'll be in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania at the Improv. And then on November 5th, I'll be in Ben Salem, Pennsylvania at Parks Casino. More shows are always being added, so just keep checking RussellPeters.com for updates. Now, please enjoy the show. Didn't your father write Charlie's Angels? My father, yeah. Cri- yeah, then light the fucking cigar. Figure <laughs> Best part it's is best. he. Guatemala has figured it out for me. Were your parents were super rich? They must have been to if he had that kind of TV money. <laughs> I mean, I don't they know. Right. So well, you know, were, you gotta have the but, mic in front of you, Clay. Just so you know. Yeah, well, I'm sorry. We already doing this. Yeah, that's how it is. We that's just how talk. it starts. You just start talking. Learn about it, and you're not getting paid either because your father's rich. <laughs> Well, he's dead now, so thanks for that. Oh, thanks for that memory. So yeah. is mine, all right? Oh, boy, let's go visit him together and smoke him. Mine's well, croaked as well. My father was uh, Hollywood, was old school Hollywood. So I, my father came from the golden era of Hollywood and wrote all the James Cagney gangster movies. He wrote about 90 movies in the golden era of Hollywood, and uh, including White Heat, Man. which uh, it's kind of... <laughs> you dropped your facilities. My water broke. Is that some kind of drink that has vitamins in nah, it? No, nah, no, it's just, um, in all fairness, it's just uh, it's grape flavoring. Um, <laughs> Are you 12? No. no but what I, happened to you since it's a pandemic hit? Yeah. Is that energy? It's No, it's, it's grape crush sugar-free. Oh, my God. That is so mature. <laughs> I know. I know I, I, it's either going to be grape crush or it's going to be strawberry sun-kissed. I love that about you. Or Cherry 7-Up. We got to stay young. Yeah. Except him. <laughs> He's young. He, how, how old are you? Early 50s. Yeah. Well, that's all right. Yeah. I'm 60, but I look better than you. You're 60? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I do. Yeah. Do you have a prostate have like said. a medicine ball? Listen, let me tell you. My ass is killing me. Oh. <laughs> I know. And not for the fun reasons either. She's on roids, guys. Yeah. Constantly. Hemorrhoids. 
<laughs> I did get my first hemorrhoid, by the way. Did you? And I what will be so public long? about it. I know. I got mine in shit, I think somewhere in my early 40s or late 30s. Really? See, here's what had happened. When I was 50, I got the weight loss surgery and lost 107 pounds. But it's really difficult to go to the bathroom. And you're all stopped up. So, you know, I don't know. You're not supposed to be sit there, sitting there pushing and pushing and pushing. Yeah. And boom. Thank you, Jesus. It's dangling out of my asshole like a speed bag at a boxing gym. <laughs> it wasn't cute. That is said for all of you who work out, which around me is no one. I've had some flare-ups where it was just like I'm literally trying to push it back in with my finger. Ah, you have to oh, yeah. sit in a sits bath. You know what yeah, that yeah, is? Yeah, no, I know what it is. I know. I, but now I have the Japanese toilet, so I don't try not. I generally don't get the flare-ups, but I do get the bleeding occasionally. Oy vey, this has started off on a really good oh, note. Oh, this is great. You know, I don't have the Japanese toilet. What I got was one of those Hello Tushy things because mm-hmm. my nephews and nieces are millennials, so I buy everything they tell me I should. Yeah. So I get this thing, and you turn it, you have a little knob, and it goes whoop, Yeah, it's up basically the same thing. Yeah. It's the exact same thing. But here's thing. the problem. Of course, I'm being a cheap bitch because I'm retired, and I like to save my money. I want to be that person whose money outlives them. Like, I want to be a legend for that, that I donate to all these causes. So... I buy the one that doesn't heat the water. I use it once. It's freezing cold. And I said, I'm not using it ever again. And it's flaccid in my thing, much like all the men I've ever had sex with. So <laughs> Do you have the you. Japanese toilet? I have the Japanese toilet. Of course toilet he does. He's balling. See, now the problem with that, the ja- you're not supposed to sit on the toilet that long because it's not good for you as you get mm-hmm. older because all your insides start coming out like you said yes so oh, yeah. I've had i have the happen. auschwitz toilet which <laughs> you don't want to stay there too long right yeah and it's uh, nice and the heat is really <laughs> uncomfortable <laughs> oh my god did they, they they i just told you off air that i watched inglorious bastards and yeah. thought of you thank you yeah thank I, you i'm glad you Why survived i'm really happy taking a, sh- a schwitz bath in the red seas a schwitz bath. for sale <laughs> i took a schwitz bath i was schwitzing in the bath Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. So if you're just tuning in. <laughs> and haven't tuned out yet because you, we're talking if, about acid. Yeah, matter of fact, if you're still tuning in. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to Culturally Canceled with uh, me, Russell. And uh, my guests today are my dear friends. Uh, one I haven't seen in many, many years, and I'm really excited to see her. Um, and you know her and you love her. We all love her. And we're all, we're all sad that she's taken a... Uh, 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 a sabbatical from sabbatical. From, <laughs> I quit. I don't. I retired. I don't, I don't fucking buy back. it, Hooker. <laughs> My, the the fucking hilarious uh, Lisa Lampanelli is sitting right beside me, and I'm very very honored and excited I to see her. I am thrilled because I remember my manager told me it was right before the pandemic. She said Russell's doing a podcast. Can you come out to L.A.? I couldn't come because of the pandemic hit. And now that I came out for something much more important, I was happy to do your show. <laughs> no, seriously, though, I said to her, no, man, Russell's my guy. We had so much fun in the old days. Oh, yeah, we did. We, we did, did a show. Uh, we, we 20,000 seats. No, how, how that place it was, was It was about 15,000, I think, there. It's like we were progressive before all these millennials. Like, we were like, let's put every culture comic together. So we had Steve Byrne, who's an Asian. Half an Asian. Yes, there's you, Russell, uh, who is a... Also an Asian. Uh, uh, yes, but uh, the weird kind. No. <laughs> I am a white female, which is a minority. You're not a and... white, you're a guinea. <laughs> yeah, that too. And then we had Gabe Iglesias, mm-hmm. who's a Latinx. Mm-hmm. And what else did we... And we had a black guy. Who do we, we had? We had... Uh... I think we, we rotated had D- them. We had DJ AV DJing it. There you go. That was enough. 
And you called him LL Cool Whip. I did indeed. I did indeed. I love when my jokes survive me. It's great. Because we, we had... still call him LL Cool Whip. Oh, good. It's so... Yes. Oh, there we are. That was me in the fat days. But I did look that okay was me in, in the that days. <laughs> oh, my God. And Gabriel just kind of how he is forever. I remember Gabe used to come off stage. He used to whip off his shirt, which wasn't cute at the time. All sweaty. And he'd say, I left it all out there. And I was like, I think you brought some back, too. <laughs> Bless his heart. Oh, my God. So we got Lisa. On my right, and then on my left is my dear friend, my road dog, um, my cigar-smoking buddy, the owner of La Polina Cigars, the oldest cigar company in America. My dear friend, Mr. Clay Roberts, is here, too. I don't know why with the two of you. Well, because, you know, you, you have always, interesting stories, yeah, Clay. Yeah, you, you round out the, the crew. You oh, know I've what rounded I mean? it out, all right. It's good. It's good. So you brought, you own a cigar club? Company. A, a a cigar company, company with wow. uh, my business partner, Sam Phillips and Bill Paley. Right. Uh, Bill Paley is son of William Paley, who yes, founded CBS. So, wow, we. Oh, yeah. I'm yeah. dealing with some uh, larger. And he's uh, dug up old CBS footage. He's a paleontologist. He's, <laughs> oh, Anyway, this next guy, ladies and gentlemen, you're going to love him. He's heroic, try the meal. <laughs> so, yeah, I have a cigar company, and then I'm also a producer, writer, and uh, general issue idiot. That's good. Yeah. But we should not negate that, um, although I like to give Clay's credits first of what he's done with his life, because that's who he is to me. His father was a very important guy in Hollywood, too. Uh, ben Roberts, who... Mm -hmm. um, Clay, can you spit out your dad's um, uh, cock? No, can you spit out oh. your dad's... <laughs> <laughs> it's not even dark yet. <laughs> His was. <laughs> spit out your dad's uh, credits, because they're really impressive and incredible. Uh, so my dad came from the golden era of Hollywood, and he wrote uh, basically all the James Kennedy gangster movies, Man of a Thousand Faces, Longest Day, about 90 movies, and then was the creator of Charlie's Angels, uh, and also uh, was producer of Mission Impossible, Mannix, uh, Ironside, and on and on and on. See, he was putting people in wheelchairs on TV before <laughs> it was popular, because I fully support disabled actors. So I'm now, I'm now the the inheritor of, obviously, the estate because he's no longer with us. I, I received a check from Ironside. I should have been in a wheelchair when I received it. It was 17 cents. <laughs> wow. I'm oh, very happy. Now, what do you think? Back then, you didn't cast a person who actually needed a wheelchair. Yeah, you you'd need a definite handicap person to play one now. Yeah, now you'd have to. So I'm thinking of throwing myself down some <laughs> stairs because I want an acting role. You're going to have one role, and that's it. That's after it. That. That's it. I it didn't be... work for Chill Mitchell, I don't think. Well, I think what I should do is I should be the female iron sides and then i would be in a wheelchair and i could die a happy person what do you think i mean i'm not opposed to this remake i am not either i think i just need a a the son of a rich old man you to could just twist your ankle you know <laughs> well yeah. that would be russell you know what i felt really bad about though i don't know if you guys uh do bitmojis of yourself and send them to people yeah there was none that looked like me Oh, I, I look exactly like mine. Oh, really? I'm very common. And <laughs> I literally would send you one, and you'll be like, oh, my God, that's Lisa. They did it for her famously. But now they have wheelchair ones for you, and I, by accident, pressed on one and sent it to a friend. <laughs> and I was like, I am culturally appropriating a handicap, and that's wrong. See how woke I got compared to how I used to be? I don't know. Three don't... years out of stand-up really helps you be a person. I don't know person. about this new wokeness of you. I'm sorry. This is what happened. I literally think I'm the world's oldest millennial. Something happened to me when I retired and started listening 
listening to people instead of just yelling at them. I was like, wow, I have empathy for them. Except with you guys, I have I none. Always, I, listen, by the way you yelled at people, you never yelled at them blindly. You always knew something about them. So it was never like... That's true. It was never random, you're yelling. It was always very specific, and I think that's why you always got away with it. Well, I think also because I uh, very much enjoyed making fun of everybody. Same. I don't think you... Yes, you are a great example of this. It was never about, hi, I'm going to be the comic who hates insert group here. I always was suspicious of comedians who had, you know, only Chinese jokes. I'm like, really? What? What's your thing, pal? So you and I spread it around equally. So it yeah. wasn't hate... Yeah. But these days, I can't even imagine doing that type of comedy. Oh, I still do it. No, no, I know you yeah, do. I mean, you know. I got too tired. I was sweating. I said, oh, my yeah. God, I can't do this anymore. I, I said, let me cancel myself before I get canceled. <laughs> and that's why you're on Culturally Canceled exactly. with Russell Peters. Can I just say, um, this is for also my Jewish friend in the room. Um, it is really effing hot. Can you we turn, turn that, that off? off? Yeah. You know, we sweat too much as an honorary Jew. I call myself I get Eddie this. to do it. Yeah, you uh, should be one of us. I kind of am, I think. I'll, I can buy you in. I'm very thrifty. My penis is small. It's an, it, it, I tuck it at this point. Have you ever I, sent a salad back at a restaurant? Constantly. Well, then you're in. I do it on purpose. I think I yelled at a front desk person today just because. <laughs> when you go, my Netflix isn't working. That's a first world problem, okay? And and they sent two Latinx people up. Don't you like the word Latinx? I don't, I don't like the term Latinx. I have to use it Eddie's because I'm Eddie's Mexican woke. and he doesn't like it either. Eddie is not a real Mexican. He's an Italian with a tan. No, no, I don't no. Eddie's, <laughs> Eddie's actually more Mexican than he needs to be. Uh, yeah, um, are He you? wipes his ass with a burrito. <laughs> I want to know why does Eddie hate the term? Because it's just too much. Is just going too far. It's too far. Yeah. Yeah, because their language is That's based on language. male or female. Right. Like it's you know Latino, Latina. It's uh, for women. There's a there's feminine and there's a masculine response for stuff. And so the Latinx just is one thing, and then what about the rest of the fucking language? You know. I think they're gonna have to change. Burrito to the burrito. Burrito. Yes, I think that's nice. Yeah. You know, it's it's so weird because the jokes we would do and you still do were so harmless in the day. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you'd go up like Rickles and you'd just decimate everybody. No one got mad. You'd occasionally get the hate letter from a white person. It's, it's always usually a white, a white person, person, yeah. Because they have to victimize people by sticking up for them and saying, oh, they have no voice. And I'm just like, wait a minute. If people like other races like me like i don't they don't need you white people the white devil always seems to get involved oh yeah i used to do a joke about how I, um, people when you when you get offended on behalf of someone else it's you're suggesting that they're too stupid to get offended on their own exactly just the way you just stuck up for your mexican that fucking <laughs> but my son is half mexican well so you can say whatever you want well no i mean he just is he just Wait, say it again, and I'll be the old Lisa. My son My is, son's half Mexican. So he works part-time? Oh! <laughs> but he's half Indian, so he owns the store. <laughs> there you go. You want to know what's funny, though? I Okay, since I'm woke now, I have downsized. Can you from, say you're woke now? I no. think I woke myself up. I downsized from four places to one. So I was decluttering. I was getting rid of everything that didn't have meaning anymore. And I found, I, I'm not kidding you, at least seven boxes of like old scripts and old roast jokes and everything. I said, oh, let me print on the back of these, you know, so I can be responsible environmentally. So, dude, every time I send a bill in on the back is sheets of like black jokes and uh, Indian jokes. Hilarious. And all this, I go, I hope they read those. And no, I was such a badass in the day.
Oh, I love that. You had one of my favorite jokes so of all time. Which one? One of the roast jokes. You if said, it's not uh, mine, I'm going to be really hurt. Yeah, uh, I'm going to have to say no. That was Sarah. That Silver was Geraldo. You prick you. No, you look like the 3 a.m. shift at the Jacksonville Waffle House. That is my favorite. What happened was that was the flavor of flavor roast. Yes, that's it was right. bad. And he line. had those flavor of love girls there who were very negative. Negative. They didn't like me. And I said, look at these bunch of, and I th- this is terrible. I'm not saying this now, and I would no, never say this not. now. I said, called them nappy-headed hoes, like it was a spoof on the Imus yes, thing yes, that yes. he got fired for. We all got that when yes. you said well, it, too. Well, I just want to tell your listeners who happen to be young. This, I don't have any young listeners Okay, anymore. all the old <laughs> bastards. And um, when I said they look like the 3M shift at the Waffle House, it indeed made a bunch of them. If you ever rewatch it, they all stood up and were booing. Were they? But thank God the whites outnumbered them. Just JK, sorry, hashtag. One of the finest lines ever written. (laughs) Thank you. You know, it is funny because I will read the back. I I had a game night the other night and uh, we were keeping score on the back of these, on the front of the pages. And I have a gay bestie who turned it over and he goes, what the hell is this? He goes, the black. I go, oh, don't read those because you're half black. But I'll allow you in my house anyway. Half black and gay. Isn't that? You can read? You can get. See, that was terrible. Wow, Clay, trying to get me canceled? <laughs> yeah, Clay, stop it. Sorry, you, yeah. as a Jewish person, should know better. <laughs> Look at how serious I got. I'll shit by the oven. <laughs> He's an idiot. <laughs> but in a good way, that's like, yeah. yeah oh, I, an when I'm, and I'm well aware, that's yeah. the problem. That's, you know. Now, do you wear your hat because are you balding? Oh, no, it's gone. It's it migrated gone? to my back. Do you feel you're unattractive without the hat? Uh, yes. He never it's usually so wears a hat. hat I usually don't wear a hat. Take it off for one second. I'm just curious. You're not terrible. That's, that's actually how I know him. With yeah, the hat, I don't know why actually, I'm wearing the hat. No, the hat's, the hat's actually that's, confusing yeah. me. This I'm looks like, like I should be selling diamonds in Rotterdam. Yeah, it's not or, bad. Uh, you know, <laughs> or the, the Daily News. Know, no, you look like... Ten cents. He looks... Yeah, yeah. I'm a newsie. Hey, yeah, buy the papes. Yeah. Um, you know, or, or you want some more. Russell Peters is funny, Shane. May I have some more? Please, sir. Can I have... That's from Oliver Twist. You actually, with that hat, without the hat, you look like the youngest son from uh, My Three Sons does now. Oh, yeah. Doesn't he look like that guy? I Look him up. You'll be not flattered. No, no. <laughs> He's good. My manager goes, oh, there's going to be a guy on who's Russell's friend. And immediately I was like, ugh. But I don't feel that way anymore. Thank you. Well, I, I should, he's okay. I should, why she do you want me here? a non-white. Yeah, no, I, I don't like anybody anymore. No, I know. But- I'm, I'm, I'm proud of... Uh, Proud of I get the get your Mexican fellow on here. <laughs> no, nah, we don't. Wanna, the mics get the runs when he gets on here. So uh, <laughs> you're terrible. So Eddie's what else? our head Googler. He uh, Google's oh, does he? Whatever we talk about, he'll put an image of it up there for oh, us. Oh, that's what that is. Look at that. Yeah, and then sometimes we end up staring at it and talking about it, which is horrible for our, an audio podcast. But we still do it. In comedy, details are everything. If I look at the crowd and see a guy wearing an ascot who looks like a cross between a funeral director and Marv from Home Alone, I can't not say something about that. When I roast people in the crowd, I really have to pay attention to the way they look, the expression on their face, who they're with, all of it. The point is, specificity and details matter. That's why I'm a big fan of Bolin Branch sheets. Bolin Branch was started by a husband and wife team who wanted to create a textile company that cared about the details that would make their products last. And seriously, you will feel the difference in their best-selling signature sheets. These sheets are luxe. They are fancy. 
Thanks to Bolin Branch, my bed has gotten one hell of an upgrade. And because Bolin Branch has cut out the middleman between you and your luxurious sheets, you can get some sexy-ass sheets for a very sexy price. Nice and fair. Plus, they just seem to get softer and softer as time goes on. Even after they've been washed a bunch of times, and for somebody who sleeps hot like me, trust me, hot, hot, like hot for no reason hot. Bolin Branch sheets make a world of difference. Trust me, these sheets are the sheets. And Bolin Branch believes in their product so much that they even have a 30-night worry-free guarantee that they'll honor if you are unsatisfied. So you really have nothing to lose, people. To experience an entirely new standard of comfort, visit BolinBranch.com. Get 15% off your first set of sheets with promo code PETERS. That's B-O-L-L and Branch.com slash PETERS. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, kids' playroom, or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air. For over 20 years, the Easy Breathe ventilation system exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own Easy Breathe ventilation system. You can get it installed, or DIY kits are available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com and receive 20% off today. You know, Corolla does it, and he's the king of podcasting, so why not? Is he still? Well, I mean, I think he still holds the record because he's been in the game for so long. He's like an originator. He's one of the so, OGs of it, yeah. Mm-hmm. I love podcasting because you can really say whatever you want. You can like tape it whenever you want, pretend it's that day. Oh, we never pretend here. Yeah, you're just really real as F. Real AF. <laughs> so what's up? What's up? What's up? So wait, what's going on with you? You you've retired from comedy okay, three years ago. Three now, right? years ago. And I remember listening to this on Stern and I thought you were doing a bit. No, here's what had happened. No, but what had happened was about three years before the announcement of retirement on Stern, I had like really started to notice I hated the lifestyle so oh, bad. Oh, right. I remember those dude, episodes. Remember? Dude, I hated freaking going around the country. I hated not connecting with people in a real way. And I'm like, I am just 
got to get out of this before the audience starts to notice. Because right. like you don't want the audience to have paid money and then be like, she's kind of phoning it in. So I, I call my business manager. I'm like, when can I get the F out of this? Because I can't get on one more plane. Like this is, by the way, this is like the first plane I've been on in like three years to come really? to this that's this taping. I mean, not this one for the other good podcast. Right. So <laughs> for the real ones, this yeah, is for the a real, good, this, this is a, was a nice add-on because Monday I had jet lag. I said, let me go over there. This is the test one. Yeah, it's good. It's good. We're doing stretch okay. your legs a little bit, you know, <laughs> limber up. Uh, yeah, there you go. Stretch out your twat. Uh, so uh, I said, let me go on Stern because I, I go, I gotta, I gotta save enough money to get out and downsize. So my business manager goes, you got to work three more years. So I said, well, I can pretend I enjoy this lifestyle for three years. So the second the minute came that I could get out, I go, who can I go on? What show can I go on that'll take this seriously and not think I'm joking around? Right. And I knew Stern was the guy. Because, I mean, he really honored it. He said the right thing. He was very cool about it. I mean, Stern is the Carson of today. 100%. Because he's the one that matters. Like, you could do any other not late night show. It doesn't fucking matter. Well, but the greatest thing about Stern, too, is that he's like, okay, you can come on the show to announce the retirement, and I will take it seriously, but then you have to do your final roast ever for oh, me. Oh, I remember that, too. And that was great. That Ronnie the Limbo that Driver was the, roast that was really was. badass. Amazing. And then I was like, oh my God, I don't have to do the, this anymore. Because I don't know, Russell, I'm sure you've done like private roasts and stuff, but roasts are literally the most stressful thing in the, writing, my Writing in my for life. a roast is stressful. I've, I've oh my God. done a couple, not good ones, but... Um, Horrifying. Like these little fucking ones, but... Why is it so was, hard? Okay, I'll tell you why. You want to know from a professional? Yeah, please. Okay. This is actually... Lisa was one of the people I would watch on the... Uh, the uh, when I would watch a roast, there would only be three or four that I would always look forward to. It was you... Geraldo and, uh, Jeff, and Jeff. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what happened too. And this is what always cracked me up about. Now the we're rows. down to one. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and you know, I always was upset because Geraldo to me in live performance and a roast cause sitting there on the dais with him 8,000 times better live and I always felt the broadcast wasn't as great. So imagine how great yeah. it was it was 10 times better in person. So I was always like, this guy, it's, something goes wrong when they're taping. Like, it just doesn't yeah. appear as great. Jeff Ross is the opposite. He comes off way better than it is live. Yeah. And neither, <laughs> that's not an insult. It's just saying the TV loved, loves that ugly bastard. I don't know why. And I can say that because we're friends. So anyway, but the roasts are hard because what happens is they give you a big celebrity to roast. Say a Pam Anderson. You know that the guys before you will have covered boobs, whore, stretched out undercarriage, all <laughs> yeah. the stuff that's obvious. And you're Lisa who has to go last because they're always going to be like, oh, she's the best. So she has to go last and we'll pay you more. Oops, did that come out? Mm -hmm. Anyway, <laughs> um, I'm like, so I got to dig deep for other stuff. Yeah. And did I got to take help? about, I, oh, we all have teams. Yeah, I had two guys. Everybody else seemed to have six or seven. I got two Shermie White guys, but they're good. And so we're digging up all this stuff. Like you had to be so specific. So you had to go around the whole day. It's like, for instance, at the William Shatner roast, this was how deep we had to dig. Okay. We're like, Shatner, they're going to cover everything. First of all, he has the thing where you're not allowed to make fun of his dead wife who was found in the pool. Like every everybody ha seems to have something. There's one, there's one off limits thing. Yeah. So with Pam, it was the uh, uh, hepatitis C. Right. So I had jokes. And I, by the way, some roasters are so stupid, they would be like, oh, I'm going to make that joke anyway. Well, asshole, it's going to get cut out. Yeah. So why put the effort in? What I did, I had one hepatitis C joke. I just would use it in my act. I was like, 
Pam Anderson and Tommy Lee got married, they were the only couple to ever register at Bed Bath and Beyond and the Center for Disease Control. So you get <laughs> the one joke. So you have, first of all, the jokes you can't do. Well, the Shatner roast, I got to go last. So we're like, oh, everything's going to have been said. I know. Leonard Nimoy's sending in a tape. So I say, oh, wow, you know you're a big shot when Leonard Nimoy sends a tape. So it's a good intro to Leonard Nimoy. Then I say, Leonard Nimoy took photographs. This is true. He's a was a great artist in photography. Took photographs of fat women and also known as Jeff Ross's road pussy. So... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you have to go so far oh, in yeah. that you're like, at least the audience is going, oh, that's something I didn't hear. But it takes 30 to 60 days to get this shit perfect. And the problem is when you're... How do you run it? You don't. You literally sit in a hotel room with your super critical staff and oh, they yeah. go, they grade it. A, B, C, you know, whatever. My One of my guys goes, Lisa, after your first roast, they all got to be haymakers because you set a high standard for yourself now if it's below an a minus cut so we would overwrite it'd be 12 pages instead of three so it's pretty intense and again it was cool but dude i don't i can't even imagine going back to that my life was so not peaceful because of that kind of work and also even keeping comedy specials all that stuff is tonight shows jesus h doing 13 tonight shows and going oh my god is Jay Leno going to snap and be like, that was too far yeah. or whatever. It's too much. See, I did one. I got, I got it out of the way. I know. I know. One tonight <laughs> show. One Fallon. Yeah. But yet you probably two Kimmel. Yeah. But you're so much richer and more successful than most of us because you have this bizarrely enormous audience. I've never seen anything like mine it. Mine is just loyal. Mine are, mine are very loyal. Mine are disloyal cocksuckers and that's why I'm out. <laughs> that's why I'm here. See? That's why I'm here. See? But remember, well, now I, I don't know the details behind it. If you don't want to talk about it, Oh, no, I to, love but, it. I um, open book. When you, uh, what, that, that show where you offered, you gave the guy a hundred bucks and get the fuck out. Mm -hmm. What was that? It was Everyone... a fantasy I always had because so they I never had money in my pocket. I wrote, okay, this is years ago when, before you, I made it, there were clubs in the city you'd do, like Comic Strip Live was a big thing in New York City and the Comedy Cellar. And these were places where like the established guys would kind of work out. So I remember Joey Vega, this comic, Latin, Latino comic. See, I learned See, from your you. guy. And I remember once he said, somebody was heckling him. And he said, dude, I'll give you 20 bucks to get the fuck out of here. And then he thought better of it. And he goes, wait, that's my whole paycheck from tonight because the city clubs didn't yeah. pay anything. So I said, oh, that's a badass move to give somebody money to get them to leave. So um, I really was in San Jose. It was literally the second to last show before I was going to retire. So I'm like, please, God, don't let anything bad happen. So what happens is this horrible event happens where it's this big, 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 big theater this woman's in a cast. She has a cast on her leg. And a guy behind her was so loud and screaming. And she was obviously, you know, uncomfortable. He, she couldn't hear anything I was saying. I said, miss, there's a seat up here. I go, just cobble your crippled ass over here. <laughs> That's how I talked back then. And get up here. And it was taking too long, I guess, for some guy. And he yells, tell jokes bitch and like oh. i'm at the point of like this is my second to last show in my life mm -hmm. 
I hate you, die of cancer of the ass so it eats you from the inside out. So I start screaming at him. He's screaming at me. I go down there and I go, wow. I'll give you a hundred fucking, I'll give you ticket price to get the F out. And he goes, I'll give you 20 bucks to shut up. I go, I go, I'll take it. And I was like, okay, this is going to look bad for me. If I rip up the money, that looks like I'm wasteful. If I take the money, it looks like I'm poor. And what's the solution? I should have taken it, Russell, and said, I'm giving this to an abused woman's charity. That would have been the politically correct move. Me, instead, I threw it in his face and I walked off the stage. Did you? Oh, yeah, it's online and everything. Mm -hmm. So TMZ gets a hold of it. They made it look like it was a meltdown. Yeah, but it was, I I mean, I was screaming. So I was a meltdown by some standards, which I enjoyed. No, but they made it seem like you were off your rocker. Yeah, which I kind of was. No, you were just irritated. I get in those fucking zones on stage. Somebody will say something slick and you're like, shut the fuck up. Well, I kind of took offense because here's the thing. I was, here's what I hate, mistaking kindness for weakness. For a change, I was being nice, letting this woman in this cast move up, thinking I'm, oh, look at me, I'm doing the right thing, I'm such a nice Taking person. Taking the high road. Yeah, and this asshole started telling. So right now, I'm no longer that mad at him, but I'm kind of like, that was really uncool that he did that. And you know what? What's good about TMZ, though, I will tell you, since they've always been very good to me, they call me and they go... Yeah, you want to do a rebuttal? Call us. And I'm like, hell yeah. So there's a really funny clip of me calling in, talking about why it happened. So they always gave me a chance to explain. Yeah, I think TMZ does that with a lot of people. They give them, All right, they here's know. an opportunity to explain yourself. Otherwise, you're going to have to let this live right. and say what it says. Well, I remember, too, a lot of female comics were trying to come to my defense. And I'm like, no, dude, it was like really funny. I sewed it up with TMZ. Don't worry about it. So I think what happens is... You can't control anything in life. I mean, literally nothing. Let's be honest. And I'm like, if people think the TMZ, if they didn't see my clip, I just got to, if people think I quit for that reason, that's fine. You just have to kind of let it go. No, I mean, I listened to your whole Stern interview and you were talking about you're just done with it. And I was like, I was genuinely saddened when I listened to it. And I was like, please don't go, Lisa. Well, what's funny is a lot of people want I was want really you, like, please don't go. Right. A lot of people want you to like stay in it kind of for them in a way for me but i just got so like oh my god you hit a certain age where you're like i'm not spending any quality time with anybody yeah i'm seeing as you know with the road hotel theater airport it's not like you're sticking around and having a great time yeah you don't get to this city and go "Ooh, where's your attractions (laughs) yeah 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 you realize you are the fucking attraction no kidding and also they did say too i think dave grohl said it it might be somebody else but he said something like when your house starts looking nicer than the hotels you pretty much should just stay home. Or when you start decorating your ho- your house like a hotel. That's a good point, That's what too. my house looks like. It I really decorated does. it like a hotel lobby. Or and just find a really living nice one. one. Yeah. I'm proud of you. The classy lobby, I mean. It's funny, though. Like I did like all those fancy things like that I used to do. Like I really did like treating myself. And I don't do it as much anymore. You should. I, I, I mean, it's fine. Uh, but I think it's like... I do like, I did used to like being bougie and staying at the peninsula and just be doing this and that. And I'm like, but I never really, I'm going to, sorry to get deep about it, but it never really filled like the empty hole you have in your heart. So it's just like, it doesn't do anything really for you. I get it. But it's cute. Like it was fun having those experiences. Same. Yeah. Like last year, I'm mm -hmm. like, I told you outside, I, you know, I moved to a small, I I had to downsize my entire life. Your house is so disgusting. I know. Guys, I walked in, I was like, oh, it's a shack. It smells Uh, like feet. Yes. Well, that's good. (laughs) Yeah. On a good day. Mm -hmm. 
I, uh, you know, I sold. I had sold the Dalton, sold the giant house. Yeah. I got rid of the Lamborghini, the Rolls Royce, the BMW. I sold watches. I got rid of a gang of shit, and I was like, I don't miss it. I don't miss it's it. It's insane how much downsizing, and you realize that adding more never works make to make your life better subtracting always works mm -hmm. so not to be flipping about it but i mean the first thing i downsized was a husband because me and jimmy big balls after we well actually the first thing i downsized was physically you know i lost 107 yeah. pounds what jimmy did you do? and i uh weight loss surgery the uh sleeve and uh, see the sleeve didn't work for my brother yeah they didn't put it on right no, it's not. That's a lap band. Oh. The sleeve is where they m remove most of your stomach. So I yeah, think that's that what, what he, he did? got. Yeah, um, yeah, it's the one that yeah, everybody he, yeah, gets. Yeah, he now. probably did that. And it's great. So I lose the weight. Jimmy Big Balls lost the weight too. And His suddenly balls look we smaller. Oh, dude, I didn't see them for years before that surgery. <laughs> That, which is probably why we got a divorce, because we look at each other, we're like, well, really, all we really had in common was going out to dinner and having fun. So maybe we're just friends. And um, so I downsized the weight, the husband, and the four houses. And I'm like, okay, this feels right. So is it, it is interesting what subtraction does do for you. And now subtracting that big career, damn, and just doing little hobbies. And you went out fun. on top. I went up out at least before... I had an embarrassingly slow decline from being canceled because people would have canceled me eventually. And they, yeah. would, they would have been like, oh my God, you don't say that. Don't say that. Oh my God. Yeah, it's your, like, your fans are different than mine, I think. Yeah. In that they were there because of, you know, you were, I'm not saying that in a bad way, but like they were there because of the roast. They discovered you that way and they right. wanted to hear that. Right. And then eventually they go, well, do something else. And the fuck well, is not what you that. came for, Not even face. that. They, they weren't even asking for something else. I'm if I'm still doing comedy as an insult comic, they probably would have mm, aged out. Like w once they get to sixty years old, are they still going out to see comedy? And then you got thirty-year-old people who are probably going, oh, "That's politically incorrect. We can't, we can't sign on to that." Yeah. So I wonder if like staying in it as say, I wonder if Rickles was alive and still doing comedy, would he have been canceled? No, he was still doing it right to the end. And you know, I had lunch with Bob Newhart a couple of months ago. They, he they say Newhart's the asshole. Newhart has said this that he's the asshole, and Rickles was the nice one. I mean, I only know Newhart to be a nice guy, but... No, but he's, he, he said, like, he yeah. goes, you know, Don's the greatest guy in the world, yeah. and I'm the one who's more difficult, which I think is great. He's the more introverted one, that's why. So right. he's more, you know, the watch you and think, and then you think it doesn't like you or something. Right, right. But he, he was, he's the one who told me you can't quit comedy. Yeah. He I said mean, you can't. It's, he said it's a gift that, that you have, and you have to share it till the day you die. Well, I think he's wrong, and I'll tell you why. Because mm -hmm. you can. Yeah, well, <laughs> I know. To, That's why I'm telling you this to your fucking face. Your thin, stupid face. Thin cunt. No, here's what I think <laughs> about comedy. You'll never stop having the gift of being funny. So that's why even, and I'm going to do a sh my first shameless plug for my podcast, why I feel like in the podcast I do, it's still humorous, but we go deep about psychological issues. If I tried to sit there for an hour with these two millennials who I do the, the podcast with, by the way, called Losers with a Dream, available everywhere. And by the way, it's called Losers with a Dream because that's one of my lines from a roast where I would talk about the whole dais of people. Mm -hmm. And then I'd go, but enough about these losers with a dream. Let's talk about Flavor Flav. So... If so I good. was to so try to not be funny on this thing, it would be not being authentic. So I think 
having the gift of comedy really helps you deal with psychological stuff too. Oh yeah. And I don't agree necessarily that laughter is the best medicine because guess what the best medicine is? Medicine. Medicine, yeah. And chemo isn't fucking bad either. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like it's the harder laughter, way to lose weight, but it's it, it, it still really works. is. But AIDS, boy, that's I used to say that's a quick seventy pounds. Um. By the way, my gay friends liked it, so don't cancel this show. No, but I think like if we don't give those that gift in anything we do, then we're not being authentic to who we are. So I get what Newhart means. If I was to sit there for an hour a week with these guys on the podcast and not let humor flow freely, then it's just not doing the right thing. Well, then you wouldn't have been, um, it wouldn't have really been a comic if, if, you, right. Had, if right. you weren't just a naturally funny human being, I think. Let me tell you something. If you're like me and your gears never stop turning, you have to figure out a way to cut down on your stressors or you'll never be able to relax. And I'm telling you, having a security system you can count on is one of the best things you can do for your peace of mind. You don't want to be worrying about somebody sneaking into your house and stealing your sword collection or your many, many awards. I don't have a sword collection. I have an award or two. However, that's why you need to look into securing your home with my favorite home security company, Simply Safe. Simply Safe has already been named Best Security System of 2021, and now they've launched their new wireless outdoor security camera. The best just got better. This brand new outdoor security camera is engineered with all the advanced tech and security features you want and need to help keep you and your family safe. It has an ultra-wide 140-degree field of view, so you can keep watch over your entire yard, and it has a 1080p HD resolution with an eight-time zoom. That means you can zoom in and clearly see things like faces and license plates to capture critical evidence. It has a built-in spotlight with color night vision, so you can keep an eye on what's going on day and night. And it's very easy to set up, so you can get your home secured extremely quickly. It also has an easy-to-remove rechargeable battery, so it doesn't need an outlet, and it can go anywhere on your property. This camera has it all and integrates with your Simply Safe home security system, extending its protection to the outside. Together, it means every door, window, and room are protected, and now your property will be too. To learn more about the exciting new SimpliSafe wireless outdoor security camera, visit SimpliSafe.com slash Peters. That's S-I-M-P-L-I-S-A-F-E dot com slash Peters. What's more, SimpliSafe is celebrating this new camera by offering 20% off your entire new system and your first month of monitoring service free when you enroll in interactive monitoring. Again, that's simplysafe.com slash Peters. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. 
Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, kids' playroom, or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air. For over 20 years, the Easy Breathe ventilation system exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own Easy Breathe ventilation system. You can get it installed, or DIY kits are available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com and receive 20% off today. Right. And, but still, you know, it's terrible. I have to fight the really mean stuff. Like I was watching the Tonys last night on the plane mm-hmm. and this is terrible because you shouldn't everybody, fight it. You should still accept it and embrace so hard, it. Though, Cause everyone, it seems has gained pandemic weight except me, which I'm really, really happy about <laughs> because I realized how hard life is as a fat person because I lived it for 32 years I of never, my life. Here's the thing. I never considered you a fat person. Well, because I was tall and I'm five, eight and the weight was spread out evenly, but I was still a hundred pounds overweight. I was more like tall fat. So, but watching these former anorexic actresses from Broadway having their COVID weight on made me secretly, and not secretly, I guess now, really happy. And I'm texting people, other mean people who have gained weight during the pandemic. And I'm like, haha, you're all fat and I'm not. So I have to fight it constantly. And the Tonys, by the way, you know how much my fan base was gay? Oh, yeah. Even that was a little gay for me last night. I was like, okay, guys, calm down. We know Terrence McNally was a genius, but shut up. Yeah. <laughs> so there is that evil still in me. Well, the whole entertainment business in general is very gay now. I mean, I should make a comeback then because somebody could make me into a great character in a wheelchair. I told you <laughs> this is what I want. Break an ankle, get on Ironside. Speaking of Mission Impossible, I... Uh... <laughs> Exactly. I think this is the problem when you're not a good actress. You do a couple episodes. Did you do any acting? Oh, yeah. This was hilarious. I only have one thing I'm proud of that I did because the rest was just terrible. I did a horrible, horrible acting job on Larry the Cable Guy Health Inspector. Now, (laughs) let me tell you something. I was literally played... This was at the time I was only about 40 years old. They made me up to look 70 years old with prosthetics and 400 pounds. Look at that. What a battle axe. Now, that person, you'd, but that was all like, but get Russell. At the time, I was still dating. So I had all these pads on to make me look like 400 pounds, even though I was only about a buck 50. Oh, no, buck 80. So I have these. What was Larry wearing then? That was just him. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm in all this prosthetics and everything and chins. Look at all that. Well, I forget I have the makeup on, and I'm hitting on guys on set. Now, that did not go particularly well. But at least, you know, I was trying. At least I was still in the game. Now I'm not dating at all. I've decided close from the waist down never to be opened again. For the past probably seven years. Really? It's fantastic. You don't have to do anything. No UTIs. No pinched nerve in the neck. It's all fantastic. No foot on the neck. Oh, I know. It was terrible. No, wait. It's got to be more than seven years I'm celibate. It was 
my last two years of marriage. Wow. And then 10 years after, 12 years, nothing. It's fantastic. Are you flipping the bean every now and then? Never. Really? Well, I think the good thing happens when you hit menopause, that disappears, your urges. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, dude, again, minimize the F out of my C. All gone. Just getting more accomplished now. I'm telling you, it's really interesting what you take out that you don't miss. Yeah. So I have two little doggies and that's it. God, I have no life. I've just discovered <laughs> Russell has brought to my well, attention. Me, I thought so I, really I walked I drove into the driveway in my baller Toyota <laughs> SUV, and I thought my life was better. Now it's it's come to my attention. It's considerably worse, and I'm she's, going to have to announce my re-entry into stand-up comedy. She's gonna she's gonna <laughs> go home and jerk off just to get just to get back at everybody. Oh my God, boy, oh boy, right? Hello, vagina, my old friend. friend? <laughs> I don't Hello. think it was ever considered a friend. <laughs> Hello, <laughs> pussy, my old friend. God, so you won't be singing for your future, I will you? I won't be singing anymore. <laughs> I don't know, Russell. It's a whole big journey, ain't it? Oh, no, but I only have one acting thing I'm proud of. I actually had taken a bunch of classes because I had said, if anybody asks me to do anything, I'm not going to show up unprepared. So I did an episode of Two Broke Girls. Michael Patrick King called me and he said, can you come on and play this pizza shop owner? And the whole episode's about you. So I went and I got intensive training. I didn't want to make a jerk out of him for calling me because it's mostly you don't want to shame your management or people who give you a shot. I am so proud of that. Mm-hmm. I was not only funny, I had a little emotional moment. Oh, I said, shit. I'm retired from acting now. I did it. So done. Did you Unless make the some, announcement at the end of this? No, if anybody wants to cast me, I do take coaching very seriously now. So thank you. I will get acting Because <laughs> you are jobs. a coach. I am. Well, a half-assed one. Because well, you said you going to be a life coach. I was well, like, what well. happened was, Russell, I felt I had very a lot of advice to share with the millennials of our, ta- of our day. And I tried to become a life. There was me on Two Broke Girls, right? Oh, that's you. Yeah. Pretty badass, right? Very Neil cool. Bardolos. Yeah, no, <laughs> I love her. That's me with Kat Dennings, who I also enjoy. And she never DMs me back. I'm just going to put it out there that <laughs> no one DMs me back. What's happening there? I remember I uh, did a movie with her best. F- um, so I did a movie. With her and, best. No, no. So no, her wh- the, the director mm-hmm. um, was dating this girl. He married her subsequently. Mm-hmm. And uh, she was best friends with Kat. She's so cool. And she would always tell me about Kat, and I was like, well, hook it up or something. You know? Yeah, she's hot. <laughs> she is. She's thick and all that good stuff. Ooh, but... She's sassy. She has a show called Dollface on Hulu, mm-hmm. which if she had returned my DMs, I would have volunteered my acting chops <laughs> that I have so fully shown on Two Broke Girls. That's all I'm saying. I'm putting it out there. It's weird, though, because with acting, you don't... It's very stressful, but you almost feel like because you're doing something different than your usual job, like it's kind of. I get irritated. And fun. I get irritated acting. Not the acting, just the fucking waiting. I hate oh, it. Oh, the waiting's horrible. I can't stand it, and I'm like, really, motherfuckers? I'd be like, okay, Russell, your call time is seven a.m. We'll pick you up at at six. I go, it's ten minutes to the fucking set. I know they don't get it. They and don't then get they're it. like, and I look at the schedule, and I'm like. You're not getting to me till after lunch. Why are you making me come in at 7 a.m.? Well, we might. No, you never fucking might. They never might. It's always the next day. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, and I call my manager, Paulie, over there, and I'm like, Paulie, what the fuck? Can you can you I fix think this? Paulie's a douchebag, man. <laughs> I think we've learned Paulie's useless as a tit on a bull, as oh, they yeah, used to yeah, say yes. in the old days. Well, you know what the best acting jobs are? Talk about killing it. 
freaking animated shit. Oh, yeah. Because you don't have to get in hair or makeup. You can be fat, thin, whatever you are. You go in there, you tape it, and you're done. But I have a very famous firing from a animated show, which is awesome. I was cast as the new villain in Despicable Me 3. It was really? going to be huge. Really? So I go in there. I'm like, wow, look at me. I tape it. It's all classy. I... They go, they call, they're like, you killed it. Oh my God, it was fantastic. They call me like two weeks later. My manager goes, yeah, they want you to redo it. I said, but the director loved it. She goes, yeah, but they want you to redo it. Well, I go, this is the end. They're going to fire me. Like you just know they're going to fire you. So I get acting coached. I get the scenes down. I'm all excited. I tape them again. I even have the acting coach come with me to the little taping to read the lines with me. And I go, I'm getting fired for sure. But I said, let me make an effort. Two days later, I get the call. I go, I'm fired off Despicable Me 3, right? And she goes, yeah, <laughs> they're going to go with someone who fits in better with like the, you know, Steve Carell, this one, that one. So they made the right choice for them. Definitely. The movie was great. Guess who has the last fucking laugh? LL stills gets checks. <laughs> I get checks from there getting fired from a show Residual that I didn't firings. have to wear makeup for. Bitch. That's the best job ever. <laughs> that I is. tell you all, if you're listening, all you aspiring actresses, get fired and then paid. Then say someone me too'd you. Just saying, that will add a little extra. <laughs> I never was me too'd, but I imagine it's horrible. But if you have been me too'd, enjoy getting some money. That's, That's all right. I'm saying. Get, get your me too money up. Did you me too a lot of people, Russell? I imagine you did. No, I was never that. I'm not an aggressive guy. I'm, I, I got too you're much ego. You're a bit ego. of a pussy. No, I'm, I'm more of a, I'm a, I'm more of a, my ego, my ego is that if she doesn't want to fuck me, I don't want to fuck her. Exactly. That's why we never had sex. That's right. That's right. <laughs> neither, neither one of us wanted it. Oh, we did on the tour bus. You were asleep one time. Listen, let me tell you, I enjoyed it. And in I was, and I was limping Ellie that night. <laughs> exactly. Well, I will tell you. I used to make a joke, which I would never do these days, I where I, I said, why not me? Like, no one ever me tooed me. And while I acknowledge it's a huge blessing, what was wrong with me, Russell? What happened? I, even as a child, I was a Catholic. I was an altar girl. Nothing. I hey, listen, I, I mentioned this in my act right now. I mean, uh, did you do that? Did no, you? I say that, you know, I was like, they, you know, I'm sure kids got kidnapped in the 70s when I was a kid. And when they, and I'm sure kids got molested, but not around. And I'm, I, I go, to be honest, I was a really cute kid. I was fully molestable. I think you were too. I've seen photos. Yeah, I was, really, I was like, I, I touched me. Well, I'll be <laughs> honest. You, you, you. I was a cute. I was not as cute a kid as I'm sure you were. So I give them a pass because back then, like Marsha Brady was big. So you go, well, I can have her or I can have Lisa. You're gonna take. Are her. you a natural blonde? Ah, uh, yes. Hmm. Not anymore. No, you. Some, <laughs> no, I'm somebody a blue in your hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. What can you do? That's why I always said my career got stunted because I was never molested or abused. <laughs> yeah, you have nothing to complain about. I know I was, I, I, but I did deal with a lot of racism and bullying, but apparently nobody gives a fuck about that. Like, I would think as a person of your uh, ethnicity, mm -hmm. you could work that up into a TED talk about how you had it hard. I, I did. Emotionally, I had it hard. Not, But I, I always talk about because I was I, I always had like a an innate happiness about me that, you, no matter what the bullshit was happening, I still had this 
happiness about me. You, you know what I mean? Resilience. Like resilience. Yeah, they couldn't blow out my fire. Wow. Until I met my son's mother, and, and that then it, that, that, that bitch blew the fuck out of my uh, yeah. my uh, fire. I was I was literally emotionally dead at that time. Wow. I think you got to do. See, if you want to up, you should. You don't need to up your career. I think if you ever want to be the guy who benefits from all your strife and troubles, you got to do a TED talk. You I really should do a TED talk. Yeah, about like I'm a poor guy, Indian, that whole this, that, the other, and your dumb well, yeah, but manager, I don't. Paulie should have been on that. Yeah. What am I here for, career advice? Yeah, well, uh, the reason you guys are here listening to me, my life coach Lisa. Are. <laughs> well, yes, but that's why what you asked me about being a coach. So I'm on Stern. I think, oh, I can help people. I'm going to become a life coach, dude. I go to take this course. It takes three years. After a while, you get practice clients. These sherms don't take my advice. I take it very personally. So here's what I do. I quit. I say, stuff the rest of that fucking course. I don't care about it. And I say, I don't want to coach people through on their terms. I just want to give advice. And if they take it, great. If they don't, that's fine, too. How do they have a course for that? No, there's tons of them. Because no, but you can really you do, do it without being... I mean, you could. Can you but be an unregistered? Of course, you can like get a certificate online. But I wanted to fully do it where I could actually help people in their journey of whatever they need to do. But then I go, wait a minute, I get too frustrated. I don't have the emotional wherewithal to stick with helping a person who doesn't want to help themselves or has to go at a slower pace. I'm super demanding. I like them listening to me. So basically, now on the podcast, I give the guys advice, and I'm like, if you don't take it, you're a fucking idiot. Uh, I clearly am richer and cooler and more famous than you'll ever be. So you should really do what I say. And I think that's like kind of my calling right now. Do what I say. You fucking loser. Losers. <laughs> and they actually do follow everything I say. Cause if not, this is my threat to them. I go, you don't have to do what I say on stage. You don't have to take my advice, but then I'm just going to quit your dumb podcast and no one's going to listen. So I think basically <laughs> I've had them hogtied to give me purpose in my life. She's the best. I am the best. I like it. I she is. Oh, I, I, let me tell you something. Just talking to you right now makes me so happy. I thought you were going to say hard. And no, I, no, that would never happen. Does it really? Make I, you I like. Happy? It does. Seriously? It really does. Like Why? just, just because I, I fucking genuinely missed you. Oh, I do like you so much, and I'm driving up thinking, wow, you know what? He could do better than this house. But then I thought, no. The second thing I thought was, I cannot believe it's been so long since it's, I saw you. It's been at least ten years. Yeah, that you knew, Fat Lisa. I, yeah, I thought Fat Lisa was pretty sexy, actually. Yeah, freaking killing it on all levels, man. <laughs> I got two DMs from black guys today nice. saying, hey, I'd like to take you out to dinner. Because they know since retirement that I am very much non-approachable unless you come at me like a gentleman. Right. They don't know I'm closed for business in that under region. Right. So I said, though, seeing those, Russell, I did say, I still got it. You still it. got it. It's true. You might want to have one last hurrah somewhere sometime. It might happen. I think I have to become emotionally available. Because I yeah. think what it is, is basically when you have a couple divorces, you kind of go- How many times are you married? Just twice. And you just go to yourself, well, maybe it's not worth going around that thing again. Mm -hmm. Who knows, though? Suppose I keep working on myself. Suppose I say to myself, Lisa- you are now ready to take a chance again, <laughs> like Barry Manilow said. Why not? I might be 80 and married and be on Dancing with the Stars. You never freaking know. That'd be good. I'm a ballroom dancer. Did I tell you? You're very rocketish. 
I do ballroom dance very badly you, twice I, a week. I have little hobbies. Are you doing a little Arthur Murray dance? Oh, no, it's Fred Astaire. Is it? Yes, Fred Astaire dance. And what's so hilarious about it, dude, I'm awful and don't care. I think the whole point is we have to try new things, suck at it, and have fun. So that's what I'm trying to do with my dumb life right now. I got 30 years left. I'm and you got well. no kids, so you're good. Oh, I'm so lucky. You really are. I know. People go, you know, oh, your kids. You're so, I'm like, no. I love my kids, but they're really not fucking worth it. I no. Mean, <laughs> you know when it'll be worth it, Russell? When you have grandkids. I won't see them. Why? I'm 51 years old. My son's two. I'm not going to fucking. You'll be 70. He, he better not have kids when, Listen, he, when, I'm, when he's 20. You're half Indian. <laughs> he's knocking some broad up. And he's over. half Mexican. He might, yeah. Yeah. He, by the it's time happening. preschool. <laughs> yeah, it's happening. Yeah. Yeah. Second grade is the cap on that. Yeah. My daughter, maybe. I don't know. But we don't know yet. She likes rainbows, is all I'm saying. Oh, well, they can adopt. I mean, you know, I wouldn't, you know, I'd, I'd rather she made one or not had one, you know? Yeah, well, here's and, the And deal. I'm good if she's going that way. That's fine, too. As a father, I'm like, it doesn't really matter. At, the, at some point, you just give up. And and go, no, it really whatever. doesn't matter to me. I like if the kid's gay or not. I really don't understand that when I meet parents, they're like, my fucking son better not be gay. I'm like, well, what difference does it make to they're you? They're the best sons ever because they take care of you when you're yeah, sick. Yeah, what, what fucking difference the does gay, that make? It doesn't make a difference to you. The gay son is the best accessory. Because he will not only help you pick out your clothes, decorate your house, he will wipe your ass when you have cancer. I'm telling you, I've witnessed it many times, not the actual wiping, but the gay men <laughs> who do this for their parents. It's like very astounding. Yeah, it's very difficult as straight people. We don't do that as much. I mean, I know that's a stereotype, but I have freaking people in my life who've wiped a non-gay parent's ass. Just saying. Well, you know, I've got some... <laughs> Some practice, I suppose. <laughs> well, yes, that is true. And you know, an ass isn't going to scare them. Nothing, nothing. They enjoy that very much. Yeah. I always liked when a guy, a gay guy in the audience, was named Scott because I said, "Ah, oh, like the toilet There's paper." There's a lot of gay dudes named Scott. I've yes, noticed. like the toilet paper because they like the ass. They like being <laughs> close to the ass. Hey, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this conversation. If you like the podcast, please be sure to rate and review it on Apple Podcasts so more people can find out about it. And if you didn't like it, go fuck yourself. And follow us on Instagram at Culturally Cancelled and Culturally RP on Twitter. We're also on YouTube if you want to see what the backyard kind of looks like. You don't really see what the backyard looks like. You just see where my smoking section looks like. And you can probably sneak a peek in the house, you weirdo. Also, we have a phone line now, so call and leave a message. You can ask me about whatever you want to ask me about. Hip-hop, parenting, food, boxing, MMA, relationships, comedy, sex. I don't give a shit. Ask me whatever you want. And I'll do my best to answer your question. If you want to leave a message, the phone number is 424-666-1983. That's 424-666-1983. Until next week, I'm Russell Peters. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. 
Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, kids' playroom, or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air. For over 20 years, the Easy Breathe Ventilation System exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own Easy Breathe Ventilation System. You can get it installed, or DIY kits are available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com and receive 20% off today. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Don't forget to pack the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies for a post-lunch pick-me-up. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies.